Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Random Topics. It is I, your host, Jacob Andrade. Today's topic is going to be tips for first-time home buyers and real estate information in general. <clears throat> um, if you like my podcast, please leave a review. Please leave a rating, preferably five stars. And for the last person who gave me a rating, thank you. Um, you know who you are. I got a, I got an extra rating from the last time I made an episode. So please, if you haven't already, leave me a review. I'm trying to get famous. All right. So in regards to today's topic, I'm a realtor. Um, I'm in the field of real estate. I've studied real estate and went to school for it. So I know a good amount uh, in regards to the home buying process and whatnot. So I am going to leave you guys here today with two major tips for first-time home buyers. And there's a lot of tips in general. There's a lot of things you should know in general. But if you can knock out these two major tips, I call them major because they're the most important, you should be fine. So tip number one coming from me to you is pick the right lender. That is very important. Tip number two. Pick the right realtor. Okay, so out of those two things, they're both very important, obviously. I argue that picking the right lender is more important than picking the right realtor. Um, and I will delve into the reasons why shortly. But first, I'm going to tell you guys how to find the right lender. <clears throat> so, a lot of it is going to sound like common sense. And if it does, that's good. So check this out. For both a lender and an agent, you, you're going to want both of them to be full-time in their occupation because it increases the likelihood of them actually being proficient and efficient and good at their job. Uh, you don't want someone who's part-time because um, then all their attention isn't being provided to you, all their... All their service time isn't being provided to you there could be a time where you're trying to contact them but they're busy i mean come on you should be their number one priority uh, especially when it comes to buying a house because i can't think of anything that's more expensive than buying a house literally um maybe a yacht but even then i'm sure houses cost more than yachts it's debatable all right so considering the how important it is, how critical, um, how expensive and valuable homes are, and how monumental this moment is in your lifetime, you're not going to want to leave uh, this in the hands of a part-time person, in my opinion. Go full-time. Two, look for reviews online. Um, I compare this to, like, rate my professor when you're registering for classes in college. When I register for my classes in college, I always look at reviews on my professors because I know that a bad professor is going to screw me over. I'm not going to like my life if I have a bad professor. And it's the same for finding a lender and a realtor. They could make or break your transaction. So make sure you get a second opinion. Also, ask your friends and family. Look for recommendations. That's always a good source. And my last tip in finding a good realtor or lender is to ensure that they have experience. 
um, experience is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with experience. All right, so let me move on and let me talk a little, little bit more about lenders and let me, let me, please let me talk about why lenders are so important, even though it's just a little bit more important than realtors. This is why. If your loan does not go through, if your loan doesn't get approved, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how, how good your realtor is, you're, you're not going to buy a home because you don't have the money. Um, so you want to have a good lender that thoroughly, you know, uh, dips into your financial situation, all the criteria, and that lender is going to, for one, provide you with a solid pre-approval letter to go searching for homes versus a weak approval, pre-approval letter coming from someone else. Um, so the difference is this. You go to a bad lender, they give you just a pre-approval pre letter just for the hell of it. You start searching for homes, you put in an offer, and then you find out you don't actually you know, qualify for that, for that loan. And then the deal doesn't go through. But if from the get-go you find a great lender, and he's so great that he'll even tell you you're not ready yet, but let's just say you are, he's only going to provide you that pre-approval letter if you are legitimately like a promising prospect to be approved for the actual loan and then so you're not wasting time um i recently was showing properties to this couple because i partnered with another agent and they took forever to pick the home that they wanted and uh, they put in an offer and then push come to shove they weren't ready for the the loan so their loan fell through so that issue could have been remedied by picking the right lender, which is why that's my first tip right off the bat. <clears throat> so you want to make sure that your lender is legit and really good at the job. Okay. Um, also, in regards to picking a lender, this I'm going to bring up like mortgage brokers. And if you don't know what a mortgage broker is, you're in luck because I'm about to tell you. So... Um, you as the consumer, you have a lot of options when it comes to lenders. A lot of people want to originate that loan for you. So, uh, lenders in general are in competition with one another's and you, the consumer typically will, will check out different lenders and compare and contrast them and, you know, try and see where your best deal is in, in regards to your current situation. And that's time consuming going to different lenders. But there is a service of a mortgage broker that does this, I'm about to tell you. You go to a mortgage broker, you give them your one loan application, they send that one loan application that you submitted through them to hundreds of different lenders. And then that, broker, that mortgage broker provides you uh, the best deal that he was able to find with your one application. Uh, in competition with all those different lenders. So that is a good thing. Now, the downside to using a mortgage broker is that, you know, they're going to charge you money for that service. Um, but that's what a mortgage broker is. And if you didn't know what it was, now you know. Um, and that, that mortgage broker, they're going to give you the best deal, not necessarily who's the, like the best at, you know, making sure that your loan gets approved. 
but making sure that your loan gets approved is extremely important. Okay, two, uh, picking the right realtor, same thing. It's just a little different. Um, realtors and lenders are the, are should be the same in regards to how often they follow up with you, uh, how responsive they are. You know, when you send them a text or a call, they should be answering your texts and phone calls um, as soon as they can. Um, you know, not leaving you in the shadows, informing you, teaching you, um, bringing light to this dark tunnel that you've never been through before. And uh, so, okay, so here we go. So I have notes. So realtors are very important because they represent you in a transaction. They are the one that that put together the offer for you, and they're the one they're the ones that are thinking strategically on how they can get you the right home or the home that you want really bad. So for example, today's current market conditions is a seller's market, which means. Uh, the market is advantageous for sellers. It's disadvantageous for buyers. In other words, it's um, competitive for buyers. If you want to buy a home today, it's actually pretty hard because there's limited inventory. Um, so there's not a whole lot of homes for sale. And there's a lot of people that are trying to buy. So you'll have one house and you'll have one house that's listed for sale and you'll have 20 to 40 offers in just one home so you you want to buy this house right like you you link with your realtor you find the home you're like this is the one i want it really bad it's perfect but now you're in competition with 40 other people or 30 other people or 20 other people so how do you get your offer approved well that is where your realtor comes into play he's the one or she's the one that's going to be thinking really strategically on how to get the offer approved. And that's why I say you're gonna want a realtor with experience because they're gonna have more knowledge in regards to how to do that. And there's there's many different um, methods in which um, realtors make that happen. Sometimes they leave gifts for the sellers or they write letters uh, to the sellers. Um, or not necessarily write letters, you write the letter and they leave it there for them. And uh, they try and tap into the emotions of the seller, um, try and build some rapport. Also, the methodology in which the realtor submits the offer is huge. Um, they they're gonna call that listing agent. They're gonna give it. They're gonna present the offer exactly how he wants it. Um, they're also not gonna waste any of your time if if they call the listing agent and you know they say that they. Um, they're not accepting any offers anymore. They're going to, you know, relay that information back to you. But here's my main point. Um, you, don't you don't necessarily need to know what they do, but what you do need to know is that the that, that realtors have the ability to get your offer approved. And the better realtor you have, the more likely it is that you're going to get into the home that you want, if that makes sense. So don't just pick a random dude or woman and expect that just because you're submitting an offer, it's going to get approved, especially if uh, the realtor doesn't know what they're doing. <clears throat> and, 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 and again, in these market conditions, it's very important that you have a good realtor on your side because it's, you're in such competition. 
also, okay, let, let me wrap that up, but I want to uh, switch gears, shift gears, and talk about something else, okay? Um, <clears throat> when I was talking about lenders and who to pick, I'm just going to give a shout out to the lenders that we work with. Um, they're the Mortgage Phoenix Group. Um, and before I even start telling you what they do, the, the first thing that you should know is that it's against the law for lenders to provide a referral fee to realtors. So I'm going to talk about them, I'm going to say some good stuff about them, but do not think that I'm trying to send you over there because I'm going to benefit financially. I am referring them because I believe that you'll be in good hands with them because they're really good at their job. Okay, so the Mortgage Phoenix Group, what they do is uh, first off they take you serious and you would think that, that that's just a given, but it's not. I've worked with lenders before where I'll give them a lead and they won't even call. Like, come on, bro. Like, they, So I've worked with lenders in which they don't take their job serious. The Mortgage Phoenix Group, they take their job serious. Uh, they won't just throw you a, a weak pre-approval letter. Um, they just won't. They'll tell you up front what's going on before they give you any false hope. Um, I had a client in which he was having trouble getting pre-approved, but they, they, they weren't just going to give him up pre-approval letter when they weren't fully confident that he was going to be approved at the end, which is which is a good thing um, because less time is wasted on all of our ends when they do that. <clears throat> um, so they, they have a system in place in their office on how they service their clients, which is phenomenal. And uh, this is the pretty much the biggest advantage that they have is this right here. They go above and beyond their lending duties and they increase your likelihood of your offer being accepted by doing this check this out so let's just say I represent you in a transaction and I submit your offer to this home and I provide it to the listing agent the mortgage Phoenix group what they're gonna do is they're gonna personally call the listing agent and they're gonna plead your case they're gonna let them know how strong um, the likelihood of you getting approved for the loan is and what that does is it gives more confidence to the listing agent that your home or I'm sorry that your transaction is actually going to come to a close and that's big so let's just say your offer is 500,000 and your competition's offering 510,000 um, but in this case the listing agent agrees to accept your offer because um, or, or should I say the listing agent and the seller choose to pick your offer because your offer is more likely to actually come to a close where someone else was offering more money but they weren't too sure about whether or not it would come to a close you see what I'm saying so little stuff like that is huge you want to buy a house right I'm assuming because you're listening to this and if you want to buy a house you want to make sure you're in good hands so you want to make sure you pick the right lender that is gonna you know go above and beyond you want to make sure you pick the right realtor that's going to go above and beyond. All the other tips that exist out there pretty much revolve around these two individuals because they're going to give you more tips along the way in, in, in whatever aspect. All right. So, so, all right. I'm going to say one more thing about lenders. 
So if you intend on buying a home in your lifetime, talk to a lender as soon as possible. Why? Why would I do that? So if you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, I want to buy a home in like a year, just talk to them right now. Just talk to them right now. Because in a year from now, if you talk to them, you might think you're good, but now you have to wait an, an additional year because you're not, because you don't understand what you need to provide to them. Um, whereas if you talk to them today and they're like, oh, okay, you want to buy in a year, that's great. You know, make sure you have this, that, and the other, and then you have a, a better um, understanding of what you need in order to be able to buy a home in that set time that you want. So you could be just talk to a lender. They they like they they would want to talk to you because even though you're not business today, they know you're gonna be business in a year or two or three and they're perfectly fine with that. And they're perfectly fine with investing education in you, teaching you stuff. Um so so yeah, there's no downside to contacting a lender and just kind of building that relationship and uh learning now so you don't waste time later all right so the last thing i'm really gonna delve into is is just some awareness stuff it's not really tips it's not really advice it's um i was looking at data and statistics kind of i think it's just data um on what time of year is because i was trying to find out you know what time of the year is the best time to buy and uh, i was like looking into the data in regards to inventory um, close sales price, average sales price, um, uh, months of supply, stuff like that. Anyway, so I found a couple interesting stuff and I wanted to share it with you guys. And this is for the LA County region, but I'm sure it's the principle is probably the same across the board, I'd assume. Um, but so check this out. So less people list their homes in December. So out of all the months in the year, in December is the time in which there's the, the least amount of people are actually listing their homes. And so there's less inventory and also the sales prices are lower on average um, in January. So in December, you have the least amount of, of homes listed. And in January, you have the lowest sales price for homes. And that was... Um, consistent for six years in a row in January it was like January low it was the low point so January was like the low point of 2016 January was the low point of 2017 same for 18 19 and 20 so that it take that information however you want but that's a fact because I saw it in InfoSparks a data website um, okay also more people list in the summer and the sales prices are higher. So you have more inventory in the summer. And on top of that, the, the closed sales price for the homes are higher than any other time in the year. So what does that tell you? This is what it tells you. If you have more inventory, and despite there being more inventory, sales prices are going up, it means that there's even more buyers. So when I said that there's that less people are uh, listing their homes in December, there's also less people buying homes in December, <clears throat> which is why sales prices are lower. I mean, um, so, I mean, if I were a buyer, I'd, if I looked at this data and I, and I knew that I would have more competition in the summer to buy, 
then I probably wouldn't want to buy in the summer. I would probably want to buy in December or January because I know there's less competition. Even though there's less inventory, I know that sales prices are lower. So I guess the calendar kind of, um, I don't even know how to put this into words, but like the moments in which there's a seller's market or a buyer's market, if there was one, I would argue that in winter is more of a buyer's market and in summer is more of a seller's market and it seems to me that people know that because there's a big jump in homes listed in the summer every year it's almost like they know that the best time to sell is in the summer so then you just see a big like influx of homes being listed in the summer and then a big downturn in the winter specifically december the holidays may have something to do with that um but yeah so okay so anyway let's see what sells Oh, it also takes longer for homes to sell in January. And when it takes longer for a home to sell in general, yeah, that indicates a more advantage for buyers. Um, homes sell faster in the summer. When homes sell faster, when they sell like hotcakes, that indicates a seller's market. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So I'm not saying buy a home in, in the winter. I'm just saying based on the data, that's what, that's what I would do, or at least that's the position in which you would be uh, best put into in regards to the the leeway and leverage you can utilize to, to get a good deal on a home. Okay, so that's going to wrap up this episode. <clears throat> I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed listen, listening to me talk. Um, yeah, please leave a review. It helps this podcast get put up on the charts so that more people are exposed to this podcast and I, I get more listeners that way. So if you feel like this podcast was worth it, you could pay me in a five-star rating. And if you leave a review, a positive one, I'll shout you out in my next podcast episode. So yeah, all right. That is going to wrap up my podcast episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. Adios.